Welcome to Walker of Worlds podcast. My name's Rachel and this is a podcast where we take a walk behind the veil to look at some little known and long lost urban legends and spooky stories. If you're a fan of stories with a touch of darkness and a pinch of the paranormal, please do consider subscribing and following. This episode is a story that recently returned to my life and which I remember from the late 1980s. I must have been about seven or eight when it first caught the attention of people around the world, so it's been a fun trip down memory lane. But why it caught my attention will be revealed in a minute. Pluckley, in the English county of Kent, is one of two clustered neighbourhoods. The other is Pluckley Thorn, and even though they're called neighbourhoods, many would describe them as villages. For today's episode, we're taking a wander around Pluckley. For anyone who wants a picture postcard image of England, Pluckley would be your place to visit. It has a small 14th century church, and many of the village's buildings date between the 16th and 18th centuries. If you've ever watched The Darling Buds of May, Pluckley was used as a filming location and became the stand-in for the show's mentioned location of Sidcup. As you wander through the village, you'll come across a little shop and a traditional butcher's. If you want a drink, the Black Horse Pub is housed in a cosy, wood-beamed 15th century building. By all accounts, Pluckley is a perfect English chocolate box village. In 1989, Pluckley was listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the most haunted village in Britain, with 12 different ghosts listed. This category is now long gone from the book, and the claim has been disputed, but it doesn't mean that those ghosts have moved out. It's said that in Pluckley, there's one ghost for every 89 residents. This is a tiny village with a larger-than-life paranormal population. Fright Corner is on the outskirts of Pluckley and is next to Daring Woods. It's here that a highwayman was said to have got into an altercation with the village's peacekeepers and was pinned to an oak tree with a sword. The tree no longer stands, but in the dead of night, the clashing of swords is still said to be heard and the fight always ends with the same consequence. Also said to be around Fright Corner is a phantom coach and horses, which can be seen and heard galloping along the road. Sightings apparently took place up until the late 1990s when they appear to have dried up. On one occasion, a woman was driving home from babysitting her granddaughter. It was just after midnight when at Pinnock's Crossroads, she saw what she believed to be a coach and horses drive by. Light streamed from the windows of the coach before they disappeared over the rise of a hill. In November 1997, at around 7pm, someone who was driving through Pluckley heard what they believed to be the sound of hooves and cobbles inside their car. They could see nothing that would cause the sound, and of course, at one point, the road would have been covered in cobbles. On the village's Smarden Road stands a giant tree. Like everywhere else in the village, this tree also has a tale to tell. For, on the night of a full moon, the outline of a man hanging from the tree can be seen. The ghost is said to be that of a headmaster who hung himself on that very tree. There are reported to be several different variations of the story of who met their untimely death among the tree's branches. The reasoning for their death is unknown. Some believe that it was the local headmaster, while others believe that it was a schoolmaster from another town visiting a friend in the village. Whoever it was, their spirits live on within the boundaries of this tiny little English village. The Daring family, from their early beginnings in the reign of Henry II, grew in importance, inheriting the manor of Serdan in the, south of the, in the east of the village. The first baronet is famous for creating a huge library of books, charters, maps and manuscripts. Part of this collection can now be found in the Centre for Kentish Studies at County Hall. It is this first baronet who is generally believed to have escaped from the Roundheads through a narrow curved top window at the manor. A popular myth that led to the addition of Durring windows to most, if not all, of the houses owned by the Durring family during the Romantic Victorian era. The third baronet, Sir Edward Durring, was commissioned by William and Mary to raise a new regiment, and in 1689, the 24th foot was born, holding the record of 
the most VCs gained in a single 12-hour battle. Its name was changed in 1881 to the South Wales Borderers. Now part of the Royal Regiment of Wales, its roots were acknowledged at a 300th anniversary ceremony in the village in 1989. This event is recorded in the church on a plaque of Welsh slate. A little further along from the tree, on Dickie's, Dickie Buses Lane, is St Nicholas Church. This Grade 1 listed building is home to not one but two ghosts. We're also not going to rule out the possibility of there being more. The Red Lady is reported to roam the graveyard looking for the unmarked grave of her stillborn child. She is believed to have died in or closely after childbirth. The Red Lady is rumoured to have been part of a well-known local family, the During family, after which the woods are named and that the child she lost was illegitimate. Hence why it was buried in an unmarked grave and not the family's vault within the churchyard. The White Lady is also seen around the churchyard. Much like the Red Lady, she was also a member of the During family and is believed to have lived in the 12th century. It's said that because of her beauty, she was buried in several lead coffins, which were then subsequently sealed within an oak coffin. As her name suggests, she wears a white gown. The White Lady has been seen on a number of occasions and many believe that she appears on misty nights. Sometimes she's seen wandering the churchyard. On other occasions, she manifests within the church itself and is seen kneeling in prayer. Built in 1863, Greystones is a, a large house on Station Road in Pluckley. It was originally called Rectory Cottage and the home to the curate of St Nicholas Church. The house is built in a typical local style and in 1924 the name was changed to Greystones. Rose Court is another house and is a Grade 2 listed 19th century building which is near to the old rectory building. Greystones is said to be haunted by the ghost of one of its former owners, a cleric who is referred to as the Monk. While owners right up to the present day have denied seeing the ghost, he appears to have become a part of local legend and is somehow linked to the ghost of Rose Court. The Tudor lady, as she is known, is reported to haunt Rose Court. Reports say that she has been heard calling her two dogs and is believed to have been in some kind of love triangle with the monk. The story goes that he died of a broken heart and she, by suicide, presumed to be a concoction of poison berries. They're believed, as, the name, as her name suggests, to be from the Tudor period, yet interestingly, neither house existed during that time frame. Abigail Nichols is the name of another of the village's large ghost population. Her story is that she was a local woman who sold watercress at Pinnock's Bridge. It's believed that she died when she accidentally set herself alight with the pipe that she was smoking. Her ghost is said to be seen standing or sitting at the bridge. Like pretty much every town, Pluckley had once had a windmill. This would have been used for grinding corn to create flour. Like pretty much every town, Pluckley's windmill is long gone. But of course, it too had a ghost. The ghost is said to appear as a shadowy apparition amid the ruins of the windmill. Named the Miller, the ghost is said to only appear when a thunderstorm is on the way. As with many ghost stories, there are several variations to the Miller's reason for appearing. Others believe that he only appears when something bad is going to happen within the village. His death is believed to have been suicide by hanging from one of the beams within the mill itself. And in the last reported sighting was by the last owner of the mill who saw this shadowy figure shortly before the mill burned to the ground in the 1940s. Parkwood existed in Pluckley until around 1998. It's now vanished from maps and appears to have been replaced by farmland sometime in the late 1940s to 1950s. This wouldn't have been unusual considering that Britain was coming out of a war and needed land to provide for housing and or farming. The tales that it's told is of a man in a khaki uniform who went into the woods to commit suicide. His ghost has reportedly been seen in the area 
where the woods once stood and where his life is presumed to have ended. Because of his uniform, which is apparently consistent with a World War I military uniform, this spirit has been nicknamed the Colonel. Once upon a time, Pluckley used to be home to brickworks. Since demolished to make way for houses, this factory would have created bricks as well as various other clay-based products. The brickworks stood beside the train station and this presumably was for ease of movement of the finished products. The Screaming Man is arguably Pluckley's most famous ghost, and the story goes that a worker was crushed beneath a clay wall or fell into a clay pit, depending on who's telling the tale. His screams are supposedly heard to this day. Researchers have done some digging on this story and discovered that a bricklayer lost his arm in machinery at the brickwork. Could it be perhaps his screams that people have heard? Finally, we reach Daring Woods, also known to many as the Screaming Woods. The woods are 310 acres and are two miles southwest of Pluckley itself. Situated on low-lying land, the trees are bisected by streams and footpaths and are home to a variety of animals and birds. This rich area draws people in for, de- for, for days away from normal life in order to breathe in the beauty of nature. Stories abound about people who got lost in the woods and the sounds that are heard are their screams as they try to find their way back to normality. One such story is that of a group of students went into the trees in order to find the source of the noises. They were reportedly never seen again and so their screams also became part of a tale that haunts the local area. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are the ghosts of Pluckley. However, this is where the story truly does take a turn for the strange. Despite Pluckley having been featured in numerous paranormal investigation shows and even more investigators visiting the village, there are actually very few reported or documented sightings of the ghosts. The stories that you've heard within this podcast have no trace to them. There's no way to verify the stories and while a few have dates attached to them, none of them have names of those who claim to have made the sightings. They're just friend of a friend stories which are passed from person to person probably over a pint in the pub. In fact, it seems that even the newest story is from the 1990s. There's nothing recent at all. And in this day and age of everyone having a camera in their pocket, you'd expect at least one photo. The story of Pluckley's ghosts becomes even stranger still. Two men both claim to have made up the list of sightings completely independently of one another. In the 1950s, British broadcaster and actor Desmond Carrington, who once lived in Pluckley, claimed to have made up the ghostly sightings for journalist Bill Evans to put in in an article in the television listings magazine TV Times. The second person who claims to be the author behind the stories is Frederick Sanders, who placed the haunted tales in his 1955 book, Pluckley Was My Playground. Certainly the monk and the lady of Rose Court, as well as one or two of the other ghosts, appear in his book. So it seems that maybe the most haunted village in the UK isn't so haunted after all. Or maybe it is. Pluckley is a village with numerous buildings which date back to the 1600s. At least one of them has to be haunted. Pluckley is based in Kent and is about 50 miles southeast of London. It does have a train station and there's a direct service from Charing Cross Station. So if you wish to visit, getting there is relatively easy. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to join us on social media, you can find the podcast on both Instagram and Facebook at Warcraft Worlds Podcast. If you'd like something interesting and different to read, I write books in my spare time. So please do check out my website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. And as always, until next time, stay spooky. 